Hello, you're very welcome here to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. Hi, Nisha. Uh, we're on episode 90 um, of the show and we're talking about the mil- millennial struggle. Yeah. So I came across an article recently and it was um, psychologists in America talking about the six things that people, the millennials, most come into them for uh, counselling, which I thought was really interesting. So the first area is that people really um, struggle to make decisions. What I really notice is that people can't make mistakes. Um, So this is quite interesting even in terms of um, relationships. I've had a number of conversations with people recently about this whole concept of having on-off relationships. So in in the past where people have just ended relationships and made a decision and decided that you know something isn't right for them anymore it's run their course they changed they're developing they're growing maybe the other person isn't growing with them or their interests have differed or you know people come into your life um for a time that's mm. right mm. like if you look at all of your past relationships you'll think well i'm not really that person anymore and that mm. was good for them and so on and um, but a lot of what's become common now is that people will take a break in a relationship. Uh, quite often one person usually decides this. That person usually is interested in somebody else, doesn't tell the other person, and they kind of string them along for months. And then the most ridiculous one I heard recently that really made me laugh was that they'd set a date to actually get back together. And it wasn't a logical date. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we'll both, you know, if we're both still single on Valentine's, you know, we'll go out on a date then. Um, so um, it's, it's this really kind of strange concept that people can't make decisions, that they're really afraid to make a mistake and make mm. a definitive choice in something and, and go for it. Um, the one that's kind of, that this is sort of wrapped up in is um, the second one, that they can't um, keep up with their parents' expectations of them, mm. they're, that they're really worried about not being good enough for their parents. And this one, the next one is kind of wrapped up in this because an awful lot of people of a certain era now are really struggling to make enough money for deposits for property. And we're still stuck in this idea, especially in Ireland, that you have to buy your own home. Mm. And so it's a very, um, it's very demanding. Like our, our our cost of living is very high and our salaries have not gone up and yet the deposits for houses needed to get onto the property ladder have also gone up. And so an awful lot of people are choosing to move back in with their families in order to save money. And then they're not really moving back into the home as adults. And so this brings them back into the vortex of expectations and then they don't feel good enough. A lot of people are living at home for longer. Like it's quite common for people who are in university Mm -hmm. um, to still live at home now, whereas in the past a lot of people would have left home to go to university. And that brought a different change and a different dynamic. So I don't know, I think some of this is that people are not being recognised as adults at a certain age. And that the dynamic in the household is not really like a bunch of adults living together. Mm. It's still seen as a bunch of kids. And then you've brought other dynamics into that because sometimes Mm. you've brought grandchildren in as well. So it's all very complicated. It's got incredibly complicated and and Mm. people haven't really navigated the boundaries. And Mm. um, just this sense of success and achievement for themselves. There's an awful lot of people out there that I work with who feel like failures who shouldn't. Um, and it's measured on some scale of what would have happened in the past. 
and right. not, not what happens so material now. stuff. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, um, when there's a lot more stacked against them. Yeah, and there's a, there, yeah, and, and I don't know why. I think maybe we have to move beyond this concept a bit like the rest of Europe has, where you don't necessarily own your own house. I, I think I think maybe we have to to move to a slightly different place with this, mm. where we can't measure achievement in having a mortgage. Mm. Mm. It's a very odd concept, mm. and it's really um, it's it's stopping people from experiencing life. It's stopping them from traveling. It's stopping them from changing career. It's stopping them from. Um, going back to college to upskill to do something slightly different because they yeah. worked out what they're doing. There's a huge amount more that comes with this and goes yeah. with this mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's a real sense in the world at the moment, and, and the, these two are kind of hand in hand, feeling totally helpless about what's going on in the world and the effects of social media. Mm-hmm. We see so much horrible material and this year for me I've really noticed it with people there's so much uncertainty in the world that nobody is trying to um, change direction nobody is doing any um, self-development it's I've um, there's not as many people who are thinking about that because they're so uncertain about what's happening in the world with the politics Mm -hmm. and and particularly in Ireland we're kind of stuck in the middle between Mm -hmm. everybody and mm-hmm. everything that's happening. So that's quite interesting. And mm-hmm. I am, I deal with a huge amount of people with anxiety. It's like as if we're breeding anxiety at the moment in, in students. Mm-hmm. And so anxiety is really kicking in in people maybe around the 13 mark. 13 years of age? 13 years of age. And um, it's, it's crippling. Okay. It's, um, so we seem to be... There just seems to be this sense, and and it's really interesting because I saw this. I, I saw another article the other evening that was really lovely. I'll put this up on our Facebook page, and it was it was photographs of when your grandparents were cooler than you are. Yeah, and it was really interesting looking at the photographs because people were they were so expressive, they were so happy in themselves, they were so comfortable in their own skin. They there was obviously um, a huge amount of the photographs were. Um, of grandparents that had had a role during the mm. war, one mm. role or another, and where they had met each other. And they were just really cool and really happy and really comfortable. And they don't seem to have a huge amount of materialistic possessions or mm. didn't necessarily have you know the most expensive clothes on, mm. but they had a really good sense of self. And mm. if I compare those photos to what I see on social media daily, they're like day and night. Mm. So we've really lost something. Pe- people have really lost a sense of themselves in all of this mix. Yeah, yeah. That's true, actually. I looked through those pictures as well. And all you see is kind of um, a self-assuredness in yeah. the photographs where they aren't living in the now. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's really... Um, they just look really happy and really mm. content. Mm. And they were a lot more sexual as well. Like we have this idea that social media is very sexualized now, but actually those photographs, what I thought was really interesting was that for both the genders, they really owned their sexuality. And that came across really strongly to mm. me as well. Mm. So we have this idea that, you know, that your grandparents would have been quite a prudish mm. time and, yeah, that, you know, yeah. and that, that everything was very repressed. I didn't see mm. that in the photos. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And I think... Um, I think... Um, kids are becoming more 
sexualized as uh, younger younger ages like I mean now you're but not necessarily feeling comfortable with it oh absolutely not and not even understanding it no but it's it's being superimposed on mm. them but they're not owning it but in these photographs these grandparents they Mm. were Mm. very sexual people who owned it and felt very comfortable in it yeah, and that yeah. was a really striking difference. Well, I think it's it's been labelled more as well now as well. I mean, because you do see, or certainly um, over the last couple of years, you've seen young girls going going around with say "sexy" written on the back of their tracksuit bottoms, yeah, uh, on the ass of their tracksuit bottoms, and stuff like that that they don't understand. Um, like, so that's not kids doing that; that's parents doing that. Very much. So. Do parents have a big responsibility to take in in, in terms of um, how millennials are feeling? I think so. I think this is all comes back to expectation, people's sense of themselves, what their measure of success and achievement is, yeah. and how content they are in themselves. Because if you're strong in yourself, well, then you feel empowered that you might be able to do something about the world. So what could parents look at that they might be doing wrong now? What, um, you know, well, like, you, there you... certainly needs to be a shift of, of roles and boundaries and treating people as adults. And I just, I, even when I, when I work with people, when I work with teenagers, I, I find it, always find it fascinating that I will have one conversation with the parents where they're one person and I actually watch them become somebody else in front of me and speak yeah. to their offspring in a different voice. Okay. I'm always quite, I'm always quite shocked by that. Mm. So nobody's actually being true to themselves. Okay, any more on that? No, I think there's enough there for people to think about. Okay, all right. Thanks very much again, Dr. Nisha, and thanks to the listeners and we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Bye.